fasting is all about. What is fasting? Biblical fasting. This week is our week of covenant fasting. Or you might want to say our covenant week of fasting. Uh, and it's important that I teach or preach on the subject fasting. Especially the type of fast that is acceptable by God. The type of fast according to what the Bible says. On your screen, you will see a Bible verse. Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. I will read from the New International Version, the NIV. Matthew 6, verses 16 to 18. This is a covenant week of our fasting. And Jesus had something to tell us. In the book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 18. He says, when you fast, when you and I fast, do not look sober as the hypocrites do. For they disfigure their faces to show others they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face, so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting, but only to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Why was Jesus telling us about fasting here? Because it is very imperative for you and I not to go on hunger strike. It is also important that you and I understand things that are acceptable by God. Remember, I've always said in this church that everything about God is spiritual. So when we, when we do things that do not have the spiritual dimension to it, in an acceptable way by God, we are only doing it in vain. So Jesus was saying, yeah, those fast in vain. I remember years ago, uh, when I was growing up, and I'm still growing up, you know, I'm still very much younger in, the, in Christ. We began to learn how to fast. And we started fasting. And I know that those fasting, those days when we started, as we were taught, we had to do marathon fasting, if you know what marathon fasting means. Meaning we are fasting for seven days, 21 days and more. 30 days, 40 days without food. And I mean with no food. And I know how I used to look. In fact, my neck will now grow long. And then I'll look like somebody that if the breeze should blow, the wind blow, definitely I know how to fall. Walking and you're staggering. Why? Because maybe you're already on the seventh day or the fourteenth day, or this is the twenty-fourth day, or this is the thirtieth day, or you're closing up. There is no food in your stomach. And I mean no food at all. Not even a cookie. You can't even taste a chewing gum. And then God began to open our eyes to see how fasting is. So what I began to do, like Jesus said here, was that I make sure. And I was the type, it was my wife that made me to start creaming my body. Thank God for women. I'm the type that doesn't really care. I just have my bath and that's it. But when it came to fasting and all that, and I knew that, okay, I need to do it, go extra. Making sure my face doesn't look so bad and sober. And then I make sure that my face is oiled, like cream my face. And then I don't have a dry mouth. And then I try to see how I can have strength. So from fasting with water only, we began to engage in drinking of juice and all that for strength. And of course, 
nobody is able to know that one is fasting. So Jesus gave us one point here about not disfiguring our faces to show others that we are fasting. Unlike the Muslim, that everybody knows they are fasting. <laughs> so when people already know you're fasting and you look sober, disfiguring for your face and all that, Jesus says, see, you already have your reward. What's that reward? Your fasting is in vain. When you fast in verse 17 of Matthew chapter 16, Matthew chapter 6, I beg your pardon, it says, when you fast, put oil in your head. And I began to do that. Wash your face. Some people don't have their bath. Some people don't even brush their teeth and they begin to smell. I can't bear that. We must never allow ourselves to be engaged in those ways. Let God see you and let the things you do be in secret. Now, again, God took me some time, years, some years back, studying the Bible, wanting to know about Him. And He told me to go to Isaiah chapter 58. And for the first time in my life, I saw what God was able to share with the people of Israel who were fasting. In Isaiah chapter 58, the nation of Israel, as you can see on the screen, were abstaining from food. They were fasting. Why? They needed help from God. One of the reasons why people fast is because they need help from God. And that was the same thing that was happening to Israel. Now, God didn't answer them. They didn't get the help. And then began to complain. And what did God do? God told them. Now see, you are staying away from fruit to fast. But your problem is not in fasting and staying away from food. Your life is full of evil. And God pointed out to them that you oppress yourself. Remember, I mean, imagine how you employ someone as a Christian in your office and you don't pay them on time. You employ someone and you treat them badly or you have friends, you treat your friends badly. You have siblings, you treat your siblings badly. Or you are married and you treat your spouse badly. God was pointing out to them that see, you guys are doing a lot of things. You are the one oppressing your own people, not your enemies. So you have to fix that. Because it's not about fasting. Why were they fasting? Part of it was just to put up a show. So today we see people also who say they are fasting just to put up a show. Or they are fasting over things that does not require fasting. Just act in obedience. Because God does not want us to do evil to ourselves. And the Israelites at that point were doing evil to themselves. And they needed help. But God didn't answer them. So for us, in this covenant week of fasting, not to also fast in vain, we need to understand biblical ways of fasting. Isaiah chapter 58. On the screen you see verses 9 to 10, the New International Version. It says, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, yeah, am I. But that was going to be on the condition of, says in the next line, if you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves, in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, 
then your light will shine, then your light will rise in the darkness, and your night will become like the noonday. So this is God's way, standard for fasting. So you don't say you are fasting and you want him to answer you as you are asking him to help you, yet you are also oppressing people. Or you point fingers at people or you engage in malicious talks. Or you don't help those who are hungry. That's why sometimes during fasting I go out. My family will usually would have an orphanage. The best of things. Not things that we are not really using before. I look out for people who cannot help me back. Give them money, give them whatever it is that they want. Those are one of the ways that you can do fasting. You help, you give. And you make sure you don't oppress people. So you have people, like when I was in Nigeria, I had employees. No employee can ever say, hey, I didn't get paid or I was paid late. You know, in Nigeria, there are, are laws, but there are no uh, laws that are being upheld in most places. We don't do that. <laughs> I don't oppress people. So what if you don't have an employee? You don't oppress people in any form. He says, don't point finger. A malicious talk. You don't begin to accuse people. You, being, you don't begin to gossip, backbite. All of those things are contrary to the will of God. So if we say we are fasting and we don't go according to his standard, then we will be going on hunger strike. So it helps me to begin to see God and seek Him correctly, not seeking God in ignorance. That's why when you look at the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, it says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. Isaiah chapter 6, I mean, Isaiah, H O S E. E-A, Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. On the screen, talking about Christians, we should not fast so that people can think that you are a spiritual warrior. Because in church, I know a lot of people want to make or build an impression that yes, I'm spiritually matured, I'm a spiritual giant. There's nothing like that. And so you want people to see you that way, to have that perspective of you. No. Christians shouldn't fast in order to be righteous or to look pious. What fasting entails is that we want to humble ourselves before God. Nothing like ego. We want to humble ourselves before God. And there are biblical examples. Each time you want to do something or you are doing something and you want to know if you are right, go back to the Bible. So let's see some examples in the Bible that can point us in the right direction and explain to us, to give us some illumination about God's ways, God's standard for fasting. Jesus, our Lord, is an example. In the book of Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, the Bible told us how Jesus began his public ministry by fasting. 
Now, Jesus has already started his ministry, but it came out public at a point in his life. And one of the things that preceded that was the 40 days fasting and 40 nights fasting that Jesus did. An example, and we're going to look at those scriptures later on. Another example is the book of Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4. Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4. The Bible tell, tells us that Nehemiah fasted to help him confess his sins to God and turn away from them and to ask God for favor in the sight of king of Persia. Why? Nehemiah at that point saw that God's house, the temple, tabernacle, was in ruin. They were not existing. And he had that burden. How many of you today have burden for God? How many of you today are concerned about soul winning? That you want to save souls? Concerning Nehemiah, he had that burden for God. God would teach me in the beginning of my relationship with him. I would start praying for different countries. Calling people's names I don't even know. Burden. So Nehemiah also had that burden. But he had to make sure that he is seeking God correctly. How? To humble himself by fasting. Especially to confess his sins. You cannot be in sin and you think you are fasting and the fasting will be accepted. No. No. What about David? David asked God for healing. To intervene in some injustice. But God did not answer his prayer. <laughs> Funny, right? God didn't answer God's, uh, David's uh, fasting and prayer. And uh, we'll look at that later on. Look of Psalms 35, 13, 2 Samuel 12, verses 17 and 23. A lovely example also is in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verses 3. Mordecai, the Jews, they heard about the news, the bad news, that a man, one of the king's senior ministers, was planning and extermination for all the Jews. They were going to kill them, murder them. And they didn't know what to do. There was a problem, a mighty problem. What did they do? They went into fasting. Is there something in your life that is going wrong? Maybe you should also consider fasting and seeking God's face. So in this week that we are fasting, you will see that Jesus himself began his public ministry through fasting. Nehemiah himself went to God to pray and fast. Even though David was seeking God through prayer and fasting, God didn't grant his own request. I will look at the reason. Mordecai and Jews, the Bible says that they also fasted and prayed. And those were in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, apart from the case of Jesus that we've seen earlier on, you will see that the church, the early church, also fasted while they were worshipping and committing their ministry to the Lord. They were seeking the face of God for guidance. And they were fasting and praying. So fasting is a very important aspect in the life of a believer. So let's look at those scriptures for evidences and references. Luke chapter 4 verses 1 to 2 is on the screen. Luke chapter 4 verses 1 to 2. The Bible says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. Yet nothing during those days. And at the end of them, he was hungry. So that's Jesus' example. There's something you want to start, seek his face. But make sure that you're not on hunger strike. 
and I've, of course, given you some of those things that can help your fasting to be accepted by God. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 17 and verses 23, 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 17 and verses 23, the Bible says, the elders of his household stood beside him. This is concerning David. He stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he would not eat any food with them. And for you to believe that God never answered his prayer, the Bible says, but now that he is dead, why should I go on fasting? Can I bring him back again? I will go to him, but he will not return to me. God didn't grant David's request. God never granted his request. So you can pray, pray all you want, fast all you want, and nothing will happen. You have to go check if there's something wrong. Because David did something wrong, and he was only reaping the consequences of his actions. But I don't want to go into that today, because it's a different story entirely. And then in Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4, as you can see on the right side of the screen, Nehemiah chapter 1 verses 4, the Bible says, when I had these things, what are those things that he had? The bad news. The Bible says, Nehemiah sat down and wept. For some days, he says, I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven, not before man. Psalms 35 verses 13, it says, yet when they were healed, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me unanswered. So can you see that? David was seeking God's face. My prayers returned to me unanswered. So we can pray and then our prayers return back to us unanswered. Esther chapter 4 verses 3. It says, In every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews. And with fasting, weeping, and wailing, Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So during the days of fasting, it is actually a time for us to humble ourselves before the Lord. And concerning the early church in Acts chapter 13, verses 2, Acts chapter 13, verses 2 on the screen, it says, While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them. So this was the point where God called Barnabas and Saul for a particular ministry. And they got to know that. They were worshiping the Lord and also fasting. So you cannot just say, Hey, I'm fasting and I'm going to just stay without food. And you're not worshiping God throughout your fasting. You're not praying throughout your fasting. You're just doing it in vain. And that's why I want to encourage us that this week and from today going forward, don't just say you are fasting and then when it's time to break that fast, you start praying and reading your Bible. No. Set apart time that you can worship God, pray. Acts 14 23, the Bible says, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church. And with prayer and fasting, not just with fasting, with prayer and fasting, committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. 1 Peter 5 5. 2 Samuel 22, verses 28. Why am I reading this verse? Because fasting is a means of humbling ourselves before God. So, there is no room for pride in our lives, in all ways, in all forms. Because in the Old Testament, fasting was often accompanied by other signs of humility, brokenness, 
You see people mourning, weeping, sitting in sackcloth. When I'm going on all those lengthy fasts, I don't wear my best of clothes. I just will dress anyhow. I deny myself of comfort. I deny myself of pleasure. Because I'm seeking God's grace. I'm humbling myself. So these are ways to go about fasting. And if the Bible verse we quoted earlier on, 1 Peter 5 5. It says, In the same way, you who are younger, submit yourself to your elders. All of you clothe yourself with humility toward one another because God opposes the proud or shows favor to the humble. So when you say you are seeking God's face, you can't go with a bright heart. You can't be full of pride. You have to be humble. 2 Samuel 22 28 says, You save the humble, but your eyes are on the haughty to bring them low. So what happens to those who are proud is that God Himself brings them down. And then imagine you are now fasting. You are now calling God. And God is looking at you and he says, Bride, oh my God, that would be terrible. There is to be, to be a quicker way to even go now. It's just like speaking in tongues. You're speaking to God directly through his spirit. So if there is sin in your life, you are reporting yourself to Jesus, to God. You don't want to do that. So always confess your sins. Exodus chapter 8, verses 21. Dear by the Ahava Canal, dear by the Ahava Canal, I proclaim the fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask Him for a safe journey for us and our children with all our, our possessions. So, you, 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 you want something from God, you're proclaiming a fast, then you want to what seek Him in all humility. Fasting is a biblical way to truly humble yourself in the sight of God. David said in Psalms 35 13, I humbled myself with fasting. Ezra too said it. Did I proclaim the fast so that we might humble ourselves? Another thing fasting will do for you is that it will enable the Holy Spirit to reveal your true spiritual condition. How you look, your state. Because at that point, your flesh is weak. At that point, your inner man is sharpened. Your inner man is strong. Your inner man is strong. So, it is the inner man that communicates to God, to the Holy Spirit. Your spirit man. So, you are able to what? Hear from God. You are able to commune with Him. Because the fasting has humbled you. You've been able to run away from distractions. You've been able to run away from sin. You've been able to run away from those things that have been like noises around you. Because a lot of us are engaging noises. Some of us is television, Netflix, or gisting, or social media. So at that time we are fasting, we are not seeking in space. So all those distractions are no longer there. And then God has our attention. So the Holy Spirit reveals our true spiritual condition. And the outcome of that is that it leads us to repentance, brokenness. Because you're going to accept what God is saying. And then you have a transformed life. Fasting also helps our confidence in God. It builds your faith up in God. You will see that you are strengthened, not only mentally, spiritually, and physically. 
Now, I need to put a caveat here. And you can see that on the last point in the right column of the screen. Fasting is not a way to get better response to prayer. No. So don't just say, hey, I'm just going to go fast. No. It's just a means where you and I can humble ourselves before God and approach God in prayer. Not that, hey, I'm going to, anything, anything, I'm fasting. No, you're just going to be fasting in vain. So, what are those type of fasts that are available? There are different types. But we'll talk about two today. It's what they call partial fast. And Daniel is an example. Daniel chapter 10, verse 3. The Bible says that Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defy himself with any of the king's meats. Daniel went on a fast for 21 days. That's where we got the 21 days type of fast. So Daniel was in exile. He abstained from meat and wine. So sometimes you want to fast. The only thing you are doing, you are eating, but it's more like a vegetarian type of fast. So you are eating fruits, you are eating things that are not meat anyway. Avoiding drinks and all of that. That's a partial type of fast. And you are going on a lengthy day. Another type of fast, and that's biblical. That's why I'm giving you a Bible reference using this account from the story of Daniel. So the second type of fast is a complete fast. In this one, you're just drinking water or you're drinking some juice, like one I told you about myself. After a while, we stopped taking only water, then we started taking juice. And this goes for days, 40 days, sometimes 30 days, sometimes uh, 21 days. And then there are times I do, there are 14 and there are times I do 7 days. It depends. There are times you want to end the fast and then you have to continue again. So maybe you plan for 7 and then you have to continue to 14. Because sometimes the Holy Spirit might lead you to continue. So in this complete fast, you're just taking water or juice. Now, why should you take juice? The reason is because the sugar content in it will give you energy. Better than just having water. Now, it is depending on the kind of fast you're doing, I don't care. Water is non-negotiable. You must. Because people will come and say, can I take water? Yes, of course. You must always drink water. As often as you want, but if you're saying you want to drink juice, don't start drinking juice from morning till night. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> I was deceiving myself. <laughs> then some people will now go and take soda and put cookies and you know break cookies into uh, smaller parts and put it in, or go take Gary. And <laughs> some people even say they are soaking Gary. If you know what Gary means. And say, after all, it's liquid. Pastor said, we can take juice. Get juice. Also, that with some cookies in it. Nah. 
Yeah, just this being yourself. But if you're going on a lengthy day of fast, seven days, 14, 21, and above, you want to see how you can have juice introduced to it. But whatever number of days, always take water. Even when you're not fasting. And I've seen people, especially in this country, or when they eat, all they take is soda or juice. That's not healthy. It's not healthy. Another thing you need to know when it comes to fasting is that if you, you're new to fasting, like you've not really been fasting, please don't rush into fasting. Because people die with some mistakes. And I'm talking about honest mistakes, sincere mistakes. So even if you've been fasting, for someone like me, it still has to be slow. Because our body has a way it works. So you are going to start fasting from Wednesday. And you're going to fast for three days. How do you help yourself? From today or tomorrow, if you probably used to eat three times a day, you want to reduce it to two times a day. If you usually will eat to be full, you want to reduce your portion. So that your body, your stomach, will begin to get used to those little, little foods. And by the time it is Wednesday and you're without food, your body can easily adjust to it. Some people, what they do, let's say the fasting starts tomorrow, Tonight, they will eat something so heavy. And trust me, <laughs> when the fasting day approaches, they feel so hungry very, very fast. So if you're new to fasting, please start slow. And understand progressive steps. So don't say... I want to start fasting and the first thing I'm going to do is to do a seven-day fast when you're just starting out. Nah. Start small. When I started and when I became a believer, I think I've shared it before, the first, starting, uh, the first fasting I did that I can really remember very well as the real fasting I did was God telling me to fast. And that was the time I started hearing God in fact, Thank God I obeyed. I just finished a video and he spoke fast for the next three days. And I looked around and I didn't see no one. I thought it was the devil. And me fast for three days without food. Go for pity. Not knowing that it was God. And then it let me know that it was him. And then I obeyed. Now it was a video. So I didn't know that I would be fasting. So I was so angry that I didn't even eat well that day. And I was supposed to eat. <laughs> and they are telling me to fast. Oh my. I was like, oh no. I wish I had known. <laughs> but that was God instructing me. And God didn't say, go do seven days, go do 14. I mean, if you had told me, it means I'm capable anyway. And it will sort me out. But again, it was a three-day fast. No food, nothing. No water. Three days. Daniel chapter 2, or Daniel chapter 10. Daniel 10, verses 2 to 3. Daniel 10, verses 2 to 3. I gave you the example of the partial fast earlier on. 
The Bible says concerning Daniel that in those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. Three full weeks. That's 21 days. We have seven days in a week. He said, I ate no pleasant bread. The bread here means food. Neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth. So Daniel didn't even drink juice. Not the alcohol. And the flesh is meat. Beef, chicken, turkey, all that. Neither did I anoint myself at all. So he wasn't looking so good. If you are fasting, and you want the partial fast, this is a biblical example. So still three whole weeks were fulfilled. 21 days. Fasting is key. <laughs> but if you're starting out, you always need guidance because you might start seeing some things. Especially when you are going like loyalty fast. So how to fast? We have said two types of fasting, partial fast, complete fasting. So when you do a normal fast, like the one we want to do this week, what it means is that we are abstaining from all forms of food. This is not a Daniel type of fast. We are abstaining from all forms of food. However, we must drink water. So, this week, you ain't eating nothing, but you must drink water. Morning, afternoon, evening, I mean, you must always drink water. And again, remember I told you, when you're just about to fast, try to miss some meals before the commencement of the fast, so that it can help you. When you do that, it gives you strength, because your body is adjusted already. Your stomach contracts. Either someone like me can't eat well, because when we fast often, what happens to the stomach is that your stomach contracts and you cannot eat well anymore. So this week you want to begin by staying away from solid food. But you want to be drinking lots of liquid. And whether you are fasting or not, stay away from soda. Because soda is not healthy. Now, one thing that I've been battling with is coffee. <laughs> because coffee See, all those things too are not too good. But I know very well. <laughs> Me and coffee are five and six. So I'm also preaching to myself. When we started fasting too, when I first uh, in my relationship with God, in the beginning of my relationship with God, from Jews we were taking tea. Tea like, I'm not sure those brands are here. I think Bon Vita, Milo and all that. We'll drink tea, not the LinkedIn and all that, not about tea. And I know a particular brother <laughs> that would end up because he also, he also joins me in those fasting. We used to do those fasting together sometimes. But he, at the end of the fasting, he ends up having pie. Why? Because he has taken lots of sugar and tea. Let's cut away from some of these things because it will help us in our fasting. Especially to avoid headaches, you need to drink water. And don't do strenuous exercises. 
don't don't say you're gonna go for an exercise. Whether you've broken the fast, as long as the fast continues, please stay away from exercises. Those three days, four days, seven days will not kill you. Because we have to be careful with our health. Remember, I said people have made honest mistakes, sincere mistakes, but some died, some experienced a lot of problems. So if you're going to be fasting, for me, whether it is three-day fasting, one-day fasting, 14 days, the preparation doesn't just include the physical preparation by reducing your food intake and all that. Mentally, you also want to prepare yourself. So I always advise that you probably go on a vegetarian diet, especially if it's going to be a long fast. So you start with vegetarian diet so that before that fasting commences, your body is already used to little food. So your body won't be craving for it. You won't be feeling peckish and you just want to eat something. And you know, especially women, they always have one cookie, something somewhere in the bag, in the car, you know. And of course, remember I said stay away from sodas. Someone like me should stay away from coffee. <laughs> And then all of us must drink plenty of water, whether we are fasting or not. And during our fast, these are key things now. We talked about the physical part, so this is the spiritual part. You want to set aside time, like we said earlier on. Specific time, significant time. Don't forget, specific and significant time to worship and seek God in prayer. We looked at scriptural examples before, so remember, worshiping, fasting, fasting, praying. So don't wait till it's time to break your fast. Father, I break this fast in Jesus' name. And the food is just... Because I've done these things before. <laughs> no prayer during the day. And you're just planning in my mind, this is what I'll eat. And by the time it is 6 o'clock or whatever time you want to break, I have the food before me already. In fact, sometimes the food is already in my mind before I remember that I have not even prayed. Because that's where my mind is. So don't be like me. Don't make some of the mistakes I have made in the past. Set aside time to pray and worship God. Seek Him in prayer. And always plan ahead. So that you are not in a hurry. Anytime you want to spend with God, always plan ahead. So you're not in a hurry. You're coming to church. Plan ahead that you know you're going to go to church. You want to pray, do quiet time, all of that. Plan ahead. So that you're not going to be in a hurry. So your mind is not on the food on fire or somebody you have to call or a school assignment or some tax at the office or something else. So you know that this one is God time. So how should you do it? Biblically, we've seen different examples before now. You want to begin that time you are set it aside for God. You want to begin by repenting any sin in your life, especially the sins that the Holy Spirit brings to your mind. So that's what you want to first of all do, because you are seeking God, humbling yourself. So this week, we'll start by repenting of any sin in our life and the sins that the Holy Spirit brings to our mind. And we'll be asking God for forgiveness. Do you know why we have to do this? We want to make sure that nothing stands between us and God. Because it says it's not that his ear is heavy that you he cannot hear. It's not that his hand is short that you cannot save. But our sins are what have stopped him from helping us. That's one of the reasons why David's prayer was not answered. Sin, sin. 
Sin will always hinder our communication with God. And then you want to plan time to also make your request known to God and seek His will. If you're seeking His will, not His permissive will, His will, He only has one will, perfect will. You want to seek His will, or there's some things you are trusting Him for, requests, desires. You also plan that time to make all this known to Him. In addition to that, is that you want to study the Bible. So choose some scriptural verses that you want to study. And don't forget, don't rush. Remember sometimes last year I taught you guys how to study the Bible. One of the things I mentioned was that don't do all the talking. Take time to listen. And don't hear yourself speak to yourself. Don't hear the devil too. God will always want to speak. But most times, all of us, including myself, are in a hurry. Now, you want to make sure that you always have a notebook. Anytime you are in God's presence, don't do without a notebook or whatever journal or whatever you are using. Not a sheet of paper. Always have a book specially for God and a pen nearby. Because God might throw ideas to you. He might give you an insight. There might be a direction. There might be an instruction. And all of this will come to your mind. Get away from distraction. At times people go on retreat, at times I go on retreat, I run away from everybody. Phones, switch off, you can't contact me. Even if messages are coming in, I'm not going to respond because what I am using that time to spend with God. And of course, you want to drink plenty of water or some juice because those things will help you. Sleep early and if you're having issues medically, always talk to your doctor. Once you're seeing that you're fasting and I know, I know somebody would come with me and say something is when I say, yeah, I break the fast. Now, in my present, I mean, on the phone, get something, put it in your mouth. She was shot. I said, yeah, you got to break it now. Because your health is important. And then in breaking your fast as we, as we close, you want to make sure that you don't rush to eat. You want to make sure that you're not eating so full. Why? Your body is already adjusted to not eating well or not eating at all so like this one that we're doing for three days you break at evening i'm urging everyone to try to break at six and not at three or one you want to take something light something like a juice water clear the pathway to your throat and let your stomach begin to expect that something is coming. In America, I know we have soup, so you can make sure you get soup. I like all those soup from the Chinese or Thai food. Yogurt is good. Fruits, vegetables, all those things, they are light and they will help you. And take it out of water. Remember, if you have any issues while you are fasting, reach out to your doctor and let them advise you medically. My prayer is that the Lord God Almighty will give us grace. That this week, this covenant week of fasting, He will help us to understand how to seek His face humbly and get our prayers answered. Shall we bow our heads? You want to talk to God and say, God, help me this week so that I will not fast in vain. Help me this week. So that my prayers will be answered. Help me to be disciplined. Help me to spend time with you. 
Help me, Lord.